Hello, welcome to the first ever online church experience for Terrace Bay, as far as I know. Whether you're a longtime member of our church or joining us for the very first time, we are so glad that you have joined us here today. This is an extraordinary time and we're living in some incredible circumstances. So we're doing something extraordinary. Some say even unprecedented for this generation. At least that's how I see it. Things are changing sometimes hourly and we have to continue to adapt and shift with the changing winds. Let me tell you a story as we begin this morning. In the book of Matthew, part of the New Testament, tells us of an incredible experience about an incredible storm, a powerful storm. Jesus walked on this earth and when he did, he called 12 ordinary men to be his disciples. And that is an incredible story in itself for another time. Some of them were fishermen who had grown up on the sea and in the boat. They knew how to handle themselves on the water, much like some of you. There is an experience where Jesus goes to the mountain alone to pray, and the disciples get into a boat and they start to cross the sea. Then this incredible storm comes, a storm they know can kill them. Waves are crashing, the wind is howling, kind of like Thursday night when the wind hit us. They're afraid and they think they're going to die. And just before dawn, Jesus went out to them. They were a considerable distance from shore. It says the waves buffeted against them. In other words, they were constantly pushing them farther and farther and farther away from land and from hope. The waves kept crashing again and again and again. And Jesus appears to them, walking on water. They think they're seeing a ghost. And then Jesus says to them, take courage, it is I. Peter, a man who has grown in his faith, says, Lord, Master, if it is you, tell me to come out on the water. Wow. Jesus invites him and Peter walks on the water. He walks on the water. He's surviving the storm. He's overcoming the waves. He takes his eyes off Jesus for a moment and he begins to look at the wind and the waves and he begins to sink. And as he is sinking, he calls out, Lord, save me. And Jesus reaches out his hand and he caught him. Then he says, you have little faith, why did you doubt? Then Jesus climbs in the boat with Peter and the wind and the waves die down. They realize in this moment that Jesus was the son of God. He was who he said he was. There's a lot that we can unpack from this story and I'm gonna highlight a couple things for us today. If you wanna turn off the live stream and mute the pastor, so to speak, like I shared a few days ago, you can do that, but listen to this first. Take your eyes off the wind. Stop looking at the waves. This is one of the greatest storms of a generation. And looking at the waves and the wind will only cause us to sink. Notice something else here. Peter called out for help and Jesus reached out without question and he helped him. He didn't ask Peter to do anything first. He simply responded with the action to the call for help. Jesus is ready and he's willing to respond to you today too. You don't need to put on your fancy clothes. You don't need to drive to our church building. Jesus is willing to wade out into the deep waters to find you and to save you. And if you keep your eyes on him, you will find peace in the middle of the storm. Notice that the waves didn't stop coming. The wind didn't stop howling when Peter got out of the boat. Jesus didn't expect, at least for a time, for the storm to cease. This was an exercise in trust. And today is a different day, but we're not afraid. Our eyes are on Jesus, the Son of God. 
We know the wind and the waves are here. We can feel the weight of the storm, but we're at peace because our eyes are on Jesus. Our goal today during this online experience is to help focus our attention, focus our eyes on Jesus. We're not going to watch the wind. We're not going to watch the waves. We're going to sing songs that praise God, songs that worship God, that set our mind and our eyes on Him. We're going to talk about things that put our attention on things that are good, noble, pure, right, higher than us. We're not looking at the wind or the waves. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're so glad you are here. And I encourage you this morning, whether you're in your living room, whether you're in your bedroom, whether you're in your bathroom, I don't know, you can be watching this on your phone anywhere. Whether you're driving, take your eyes onto the road. Wherever you are today, I encourage you this, sing along with us. Feel free, and we've talked about this as a church before, we raise our hands when we sing because it's a time of total surrender to God. Sing like you've never sung before. Put our mind and your attention on him today. And we invite you to join us because we expect that we will meet with Jesus today. We expect that the presence of God will be wherever you are, whether you're at home, whether you are on the road, no matter where you are, we believe, even though we're not in a physical building together, we believe that God's presence can meet you where you are today. So let's pray, and then I'm gonna invite you to sing. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you for sending him so that he could understand where we are, so that he walked where we walk. He's been where we are. So Jesus, I pray, Lord, through this time that we would feel your presence, that you would send the Holy Spirit to be with us. I pray for peace this morning. I pray that you would, Lord, interrupt, Lord, whatever's going on in our lives. Lord, amongst the wind and amongst the waves, would you focus our attention on you, Lord, Master, Savior, Friend. I thank you, God, because you are a good God. We don't have to walk in fear, but we can walk in love, and we can walk in assurance and in confidence. And as your words, Lord, we can take courage, for you are here. Thank you for meeting us today, Lord. We just praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So sing along with us and, and jump along and dance. We look forward to seeing your comments. You, you're welcome to leave a comment this morning. You'll notice you can sign up if you want, give a nickname, and you can leave a comment on this video below. And we're going to be commenting along with you, replying to your questions, ask questions. You can say hello. And here's something else that I want to encourage you to do. Wherever you are this morning throughout the service, take a picture of you, your family, even if your dog, your cat, whatever, and just tell us where you're watching from this morning. Whether you're watching from here in Terrace Bay, in Scriber, in Rossport, Jackfish, Paceplat, wherever you're watching from today, take a picture and send it and tag us on Facebook or on Instagram, Terrace Bay Church. Uh, Facebook.com slash Terrace Bay Church, and you can find our Facebook page there. Share a picture, share what you're doing today, and, and leave a comment below. We'd love to know who's watching, and we'd love to hear your questions and see your comments. And the more you do, the, 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 the better this experience together will be. So thank you so much for joining us, and let's sing together today. Well, sing, you can shout, you can clap your hands. We invite you to join us in our sort of living room. We have our kids here. Leland's whacking the stand with a microphone. Please stop. And just like Sunday mornings in, in our regular space, but uh, why don't you sing this song with us? You might know it. I want to scream it out from every mountain 
mountains up. Your goodness knows no bounds. Your goodness never stops. Your mercy follows me. Your kindness fills my life. Your love amazes me. And I sing because you are good. And I dance because you are good. And I shout because you are good. You are good to me, to me. Nothing and no one comes anywhere close to you. The earth and oceans deep only reflect this truth. And in my darkest night, you shine as bright as day. Your love amazes me. And I sing because you are good and I dance because you are good and I shout because you are good you are good to me to me yes I sing because you are good and I dance because you are good and I shout because you are good you are good to me with a cry of praise my heart will proclaim you are good, you are good, in the sun or rain, my heart celebrates, you are good, you are good, a cry, with the cry of praise, my heart will proclaim, you are good. You are good in the sun, in the sun or rain. My life celebrates. You are good. You are good. I sing it out. And I sing because you are good. And I dance because you are good. And I shout because you are good. You are good. you're singing in your living rooms, in your bedrooms, in your pajamas, wherever you're singing from this morning. We're going to sing songs, Stand in Your Love. It talks about our fear, talks about having faith, because we know that our fear doesn't stand a chance wherever we stand in God's love. Let's sing it together. tries to roll over my bones when sorrow comes to steal the joy I know when brokenness and pain is all I know 
Exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. 
I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. I will praise the Lord, and may everyone on earth bless his holy name forever and ever.
Let's raise our hands again. Be lifted up. Be lifted higher. Hey, thank you so much for singing along with us and doing your very best. I know it must have been a little bit different for you, maybe a little bit harder than usual, but uh, so glad you could join in with us. Got Leland over here helping me today, and the girls might pop in and out. But I want to just make you aware of a few things. Obviously, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, uh, but we do know that for the next period of time, we are going to just practice our uh, our safe distancing from one another. I'm gonna call it uh, personal distancing as opposed to social distancing because uh, with technology, we can come together a lot. We can pick up a phone, we can write letters, we can write emails, we can send Facebook messages and chats and all of these kinds of things. And so we're working on a few ideas here that I've got to uh, continue to send you content throughout the week. So the best thing you can do is follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Terrace Bay Church, and uh, Facebook, you'll find us at facebook.com slash Terrace Bay Church. Of course, Facebook, you can always search Terrace Bay Gospel Assembly, and you'll find us. want to let you know as well that uh, you can find everything you need to know on our website, and that is www.terracebaychurch.com. Really easy to do, really easy to find everything that you need and be able to connect with us on social, send us a message, add your information to our our contacts, all of these kinds of things. And so you're able to do that on our website, terracebay.church. That sound pretty good? Now, I don't know what's going to happen for Good Friday and Easter and all those things yet, but one thing that I do know is true is that we have some really exciting things that we're going to be announcing on Easter weekend. And I would love for you to join us Probably not in person, but who knows? Maybe in person. If not, we will be having a special online service for Easter that I would love for you to be a part of because we're going to be announcing some really big things that are happening for our church moving into the future. And again, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we do know one thing, that God has called us to be his hands and his feet to show love to all people. And so we are just launching some new steps and new things forward for us. And so I invite you to join us on Easter weekend. One important thing I'd like to mention as well, if you need anything, especially during this time, we want to make sure that we're there for you. So you're able to call my cell phone number, 807-375-0031. And you can send me a text message, you can call me, leave a message, send me an email at gary at terracebay.church. Gary with one R at terracebay.church. And we'll do whatever we can, the best that we can to help you out. Is that okay, Leland? Yeah, does that sound pretty good? Not too bad. 
And finally today, I want to just say thank you for your faithful giving of your tithes and offerings. Uh, for those who know what that is, that's basically money. And I just want to say thank you for your donations. Your generosity means the world to us. I have a very special video to show you in just a few minutes from some very special people that are part of our family. And I'm thankful that you have the opportunity to see it. <clears throat> this is just like Sunday morning in service. Leon's going for the camera, but here you go. <laughs> this is crazy. <clears throat> it's being crazy. We got a really cool video for you from some very special people, uh, Jade and Julius. We wanted to give you a quick update from Mwanza, Tanzania, about how coronavirus, COVID-19 is affecting this part of the world. And uh, we understand that it is affecting everybody. Probably most of you are watching this from the comfort of your home. And so we're making this video from our home office. This is indeed um, a big crisis and uh, we are trying to cope with it as uh, much as we can and the best way possible. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, even two weeks ago here, COVID-19 wasn't really on our radar at all. It wasn't even really in conversations with people and it's just sort of exploded over the last week and a half. Um, and we've had to step up and, and put precautions in place and see how we can best prepare and be proactive um, for ourselves here at home and also for our Village of Hope community. So far, there are six cases confirmed in Tanzania, no case confirmed in our area, in the Mwanza area, but uh, the government has taken precautionary measures uh, by closing all the schools. So Village of Hope schools have been closed. Uh, even uh, the center, um, we've taken some serious precautionary measures, including not allowing many visitors to come and things like that. We are also trying to work from home as much as we can, as we um, try to play our part to make sure that we stop the spread of this. We really want to thank you all for your continued support and prayer. Many people have reached out to us just to see how we're doing, how it's affecting us here, how everybody is at Village of Hope. Um, and so we really appreciate your prayer and your support. Um, and we also want you guys to know that we are praying for all of you in Canada. Uh, we know this is a difficult time for everybody. And unfortunately, there's probably more difficult days ahead. And so uh, we just choose to keep our eyes focused on Jesus and uh, continue putting our faith and our trust in him, knowing that he is bigger than this crisis. Um, and at the same time, trying to be proactive and do everything we can to protect the most vulnerable among us. Well, I really hope you enjoyed that video from Jade and Julius. And they're just a phenomenal couple, a great family, doing some incredible things over in Mwanza, Tanzania. And you can look them up, uh, and I'll put a link on our website, but uh, to look at some of the work they're doing. now. Uh, they deal with some pretty intense situations and you know for us you know we have some pretty good government benefits such as EI and these kinds of things whereas many people in the nation of Tanzania just don't have that kind of help and so that this this whole pandemic is really putting a strain on the global economy and the global picture um, but they're in a really unique place to serve uh, those who are in need and I encourage you today 
Uh, if you were able to, now I, I, I express this, if you're able to, would you consider giving towards their ministry? Because uh, they, are, they are positioned in such a unique way that they're able to help in ways that the government just is unable to or other organizations and just can't. And so they, they offer all kinds of feeding programs for their students and for those who live on the campus, as well as many children who would be considered not just below the poverty line, but just below the line that doesn't even, there's just, there's no line. And so this is just a devastating time for them. So this is an opportunity for us to partner with our global workers to help them in this time. And we want to make giving really easy for you. We don't always like talking about money. We don't like asking for it. But the reality is that uh, without your generosity, uh, we don't function as a church. Uh, and, and we're not able to do the things that we normally do. And so I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for your generosity. And for our church family, you've heard me say it before. I'm so thankful for you today. And if you're wanting to give, we've made our website available for you to give. There's a little icon in the bottom of the page that looks like a little dancing man. It's a red button. You just click on that and it gives you the opportunity to give with a credit card. You can also watch a video on our website about how to actually do that giving process and we're willing to help you out. Now we're working through some details for those who like to give cash or check. We're working on some details and some, some logistical things that allow you to do that. Uh, for now, what I just said was I encourage you to just take that money you would normally give in a cash or a check, put that in an envelope in a safe place, and uh, just tuck that away. And when uh, we make that available to you, if you're able to, to give that donation, we'll be able to uh, contact you then or you can give us a shout. But uh, you're able to designate which you want to give on our website, whether you just want to give to our general fund, and that helps us do everything. It helps us pay the bills and helps us give money into different programs and ministries that we do as well as you can designate uh, towards missions, a building fund, or specifically for our kids and for our youth. But if you want to help out Jade and Julius, like I just mentioned a few minutes ago, the best category for you to do is just uh, designate that towards the missions category, and that money will go straight to them every single dollar that you give. And so I'm so thankful that we have this opportunity, we have this technology, and I'm so thankful for your faithfulness. So I'll leave that there, and the kids are going to come. We're going to gather my kids. We're going to do a song together, and I invite you to get your kids. And if you want adults and parents to join in, we're going to teach you some actions and do a song. So we're getting ready to dance. Anyways, have a great rest of the service, and I'll see you very soon. Higher than the mountains that Stronger than the power of the Constant through the trial and the change, one thing remains, one thing remains. Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love, your love, and on and on and on and on it goes. It overwhelms and satisfies my soul, and I never ever have to be afraid, cause one
never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. Your love, your love. Thanks, everyone. Hey, so this is the, the part of the, the experience on Sunday mornings where I usually will pick up this book that we call the Bible, and I'll uh, read a truth out of it. And I got to tell you, I've uh, uh, been at moments a loss for words what to say. I mean, I've been I've been posting things all week on social media, Facebook, and all this that, and some of you have really uh, commented and did some really good stuff, and I really appreciate those comments, and and I'm so glad that it's helping. And I want you to know if you, if you have questions. Uh, feel free to ask those questions on those videos. Send me a private message. Uh, I don't always have all the answers, uh, just the reality of it, but I, I'm willing to do the research, willing to help walk with you and figure some things out. But uh, hopefully today I can help us uh, take a good step forward as we sort of embrace this new reality that we're in right now. And so if I could take the next um, just couple minutes of your attention, and we, we've been talking about a whole series of things this last week called The Fruit of the Spirit. And you can find that in Galatians chapter 5. It's a book that Paul wrote to a church that was uh, in a bit of chaos. And so we've, we've been going through this, this whole uh, nine different fruit of the Spirit. And you can listen on our website the last number of weeks of what those were uh, on our website, terracebay.church slash media. You can find it, or you can subscribe to a podcast um, if you use podcast apps, uh, I think for sure it's it definitely set up on the Apple podcast thing. But uh, you can go back and listen to some of those messages. But I want to give you something today that doesn't require you to have to, you know, come back to this live stream to go listen to all those. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in a little bit, but um, you, and, and you can do that in your own time. But let me give you a few things this morning as we gather, uh, gather together online that I think will be beneficial for where we're at today. So let's pray. And just trust that uh, God will use my voice, will use this word that he give, he's given to us, and just uh, let's, uh, let's join in here together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the words of encouragement that you give us through this book, the truth that I believe that is in this book. And God, I just thank you that you uh, are with us even in these uh, crazy times. Lord, I thank you that, Lord, you, you are bringing us together. Lord, through this incredible uh, challenge that our, our world faces, Lord, in our own community as well. Thank you that you are here with us. And would you continue to give us the strength that we need. Lord, for these next moments, I pray that what I would speak would be truth. I pray that it would be out of love. I pray that it would bring peace. It would bring joy. And Lord, it would give us a next step. What do we do now? What do we do coming up? And so Jesus, I thank you for being amongst us. Lord, as we're in our homes, as wherever we're gathered, Lord, with our families or for by ourselves, Jesus, I know that you are with us. And so give us the strength now to do what we need to do. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to look between my notes over here and going to read from this book right here and give you something really good over this next little while. <clears throat> this, whole, uh, this whole season we've been talking about inside out. Um, what we want on the outside needs to be reflected of who we are on the inside. We can't try to be something that we're not because when we're trying to be something that we're not, it'll, uh, it'll always be fake and people believe me and you 
always see through the the fakeness. And so we want to be authentic followers of Jesus. That's what we're all about. Uh, God has called us to be part of his family, and so we want to authentically follow him. And we do that by understanding a little bit more about who God is, but as well as understanding a little bit more about what he says about us and about what, who we could be. And so Paul actually says in Galatians 2, uh, 20, he says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. Well, what does that mean? We could spend a lot of time talking about what that means. But let me give you the quick version, Cole's notes, or maybe even less. Uh, We believe, and we're going to celebrate this in the coming weeks leading up to Easter and Easter Sunday. Uh, The church exists because Easter Sunday. We believe that Jesus was a real person, that he really is the Son of God, but he took on the form of a person, a man, a little baby. We celebrate at Christmas time, and we believe that he grew up as a human being. And in his life, we believe that he was the perfect person. And we believe the Bible tells us that uh, he was without sin. He had never done anything wrong in his life, which made him the perfect sacrifice. Uh, We could go into a long history of Christianity in the world, but this is one thing that I know is true. All of us, in our feelings and what we feel like doing, or at some point in our life, we have made a decision that was the wrong decision. I've done it. You've done it. We're all guilty of what we call sin. And there's nothing that we can do about it to appease God's anger towards our sin. God's not angry at us. He's angry at the choices that we've made or the things that we've done. And so what did he do? He sent Jesus to be the sacrifice, to be the perfect lamb that was slain. We can get... Old, Old Testament customs and cultures, they would take a lamb, a, the most perfect spotless lamb they could find, and they would sacrifice that lamb to appease God's anger. And Jesus became the physical, final, sacrificial lamb for us. And so Jesus, when he lived on this earth, he then went to the cross and he died. But the only thing that was different between the way he died on a cross and someone else is that when he was placed in the tomb, he didn't stay there very long. Three days later, he was raised from the dead. An incredible story. It's why we exist. We believe that Jesus came alive. He defeated death. He defeated sin. Not only did he defeat it, he has invited us. He's inviting you to take part in the same journey. And so Paul reminds us of this truth. He says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. Paul's saying, I'm no longer the person I once was. I've now become something new. And Jesus has invited me. He's inviting you to take the part of that same journey. You don't have to be who you once were. You don't have to be who you were yesterday. You can be something new today. And this is an amazing opportunity for us. We've seen our world flip upside down. So if there was ever an opportunity to change, I mean, we do New Year's resolutions. Those are long gone now, right? I mean, it's March. Everyone forgot those by January 31st. Our world's flipped upside down. Things are changing. This is a great opportunity for us to take a change. And I am tired of trying to do things in my own strength. I don't want to do things on my own because when I start to make decisions and when I start to do things my way, I tend to go off track and I make poor decisions. I make things that are in the best interest of me and me alone. I put myself before I put my kids. I put myself before I put my wife. And I put myself before I put others. But because Christ has done a work in me, because he is continually working in me, he has given me a kindness, he's given me a love, he's given me a gentleness, he's given me a peace, he's given me joy, he's given me something that I can share of value that makes my life 
extraordinarily better than it would be on my own because it's no longer Gary who lives, but it's Christ who lives within me. And so let me share a few things with you this morning. I know that God has has got some incredible big plans for us. And how do I know that? Well, I look at some of the prophecies that are in the Bible, and I look at some of the ones that have come true, such as the fact God promised there would be a sacrifice, and his name was Jesus, and he fulfilled that promise. One of the other things that he says, he says, in the end days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your your sons and your daughters will, will... will prophesy, you're young and you're old, they will dream and they will have visions. You can find that in Joel as well as when Peter uh, preaches it again in Acts chapter 2. I'm paraphrasing, but here's the point. He says, in the end days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. He also gives us some other signs about the end times. And, And again, this wasn't in my original notes for this week, but just the way things have shifted and changed. And I've rewritten this three or four times and recorded it once and wasn't right. So here we are again, the sun's gone down and everything else, but it's all good. But here's what I know is true, is that there is a day coming and Jesus says he's going to make things right. And he's in the process of doing that now. We call that his kingdom here on this earth. Again, subject for another day. But what I know to be true, what I know to be true is this, that as, as days go on, things are going to get harder. But as things get harder, I know that God's going to do some incredible, some incredibly good things as well. There's some, there's some amazing things that are coming in the future. This will also be a season, not only of great hardship, and, and maybe it's now, maybe it's still in the future, but I know that in, the, in, in any type of adversity, in any type of hardship, there's always this balance where God always sends an incredible wave of his Holy Spirit to do some incredible work inside of us. And he provides an incredible blessing to us. And he just does some amazing things. If you want to see miracles happen, get yourself into a situation where you need a miracle to happen and put your faith in God and watch miracles happen. And maybe you're saying, I don't, I don't believe in any of that. Uh, you know, maybe you have your reasons uh, or this and that. Maybe you prayed for someone before and they still died or, or God never answered your prayer or, or something happened to you and you doubt the very existence of God. All legitimate things. We all have to question the existence of God. But when we make the decision to put our trust and our faith in Him, it's in those moments where things start to come alive. It's in those moments where I start to experience peace in the middle of the storm like we talked about at the beginning of the service today. And so I have to remember, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives me, who lives within me. And that requires an incredible amount of faith to believe. And it requires an incredible amount of faith inside of me. But I know this, that whenever there's a great adversity, whenever there's great trials, I know that God is right there to do something even greater. And so I'm believing that God is going to use this crazy pandemic to do something for his good, for his glory. And we are going to experience something that we've never experienced before, and it's going to be a good thing. And if you are willing today, I'm going to encourage you to take a step of faith and believe that God is going to do something good in your life, and he's going to do something good through your life. So how do we get there? How do we do that? First of all, we got to make that decision. We got to at least very say to ourselves, I believe at least in the possibility of God. Not only that, I believe that God's interests are for me and God is not against me. And I believe that God actually has a plan for my life. Paul believed it. He wrote it down. He sent this letter to the church 
in Galatians, excuse me, and he believed it and I believe it today, that it is no longer I who live, who Christ who lives within me. How do we actually get to this point? How do we actually see things change? Well, he gives us another clue in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I have it here in my notes, but let me read it right from this book so you know I'm not making this stuff up. Romans chapter 12. Let me start in, in verse 1 and read verse 1 and 2. Here's what it says. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is a spiritual act of worship. And here, here's what we're going to pay attention to today. It says, Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So we come to a point we believe, at least in the possibility of God, we believe in the possibility that he actually cares about us, he actually loves us, and we get to a point where we believe God actually wants to do something through us. How do we actually do that? It says we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Now, our mind can play incredible tricks on us, kind of like our heart. You know, if I were to base everything off my feelings, oh, just listen to your heart, uh, I will always be, be led astray because it, it's not renewing my mind on the things of God. It's renewing my mind on my feelings. So he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that I may know his good, his perfect and pleasing will. Uh, you can go back and listen a, f- a few weeks ago. I talked about God's faithfulness. And I talked a lot about change. Uh, Incredible timing that I would preach a message about change. And literally two weeks later, the world would be flipped upside down and everything will have changed. I've referenced the movie Frozen 2. Maybe you've seen it on Disney Plus now, but I've said it a few times. You know, they, they have a song in there, some things never change. And then we look at everything has changed. Unbelievable. But God has never changed. When I talk about faithfulness, I talk about how God has remained the same yesterday, today, and he will be the same tomorrow. He is the one constant we can always count on. Everything will change. God never will. But even when things change, we know that God is faithful. Let's look at what we're talking about, the pattern of this world. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. This is actually referring to the Greek influence on Rome. Uh, Rome has been transformed by the generation before it and continued to be transformed by the crazy, amazing philosophers and thinkers of the time. And there's a lot of things that they did as a culture. Uh, they believed in multiple gods and, all, and multiple deities and all of these things. But he says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Do not conform to the culture. Don't do what everybody else is doing just because everybody else is doing it. In other words, sometimes it means living counter culturally. Not for the sake of being different. No one likes weird. No one likes different for the sake of being different. God is given an amazing creativity for you to be expressive and and all of these things. Nothing wrong with that. It's okay to be different, but to be different for the sake of being different, to be weird, especially as a Christian, that's not what God wants from us. That's not what he's talking about, to be transformed in. He says, don't conform, but change. Be transformed. I love the, the definition here in the Greek. It's uh, the word metamorpho. Say it with me, metamorpho. Look at your neighbor if you're with somebody and just say metamorpho and give a little giggle. I, I just, I don't know. It's just what I do inside my head. It's how I hear it. But 
It means to change the external form. Or better yet, it means to change one's form and change or alter the appearance. The appearance. You know, Jesus goes through an incredible experience, and we call it the transfiguration, where an incredible transformation took place on the inside, but it was visibly, uh, it was visibly noticeable on the outside. And we can get into that message another time as well. But he went through what we call transfiguration. And so why, why are we transforming? What is it that we need to change? Why, why do we need to change? Why do we need to look different? Well, if we want to know what God's plans are, we have to put ourselves in alignment with God. And we know that if we're walking this way because we've made decisions on what we feel or what we think or what we watch the culture do and what others do, then we're not going to know the perfect, pleasing will of God this way. So we have to transform our minds. We have to change. We have to go through this metamorphosis program process, kind of like the caterpillar becoming the butterfly. Same sort of definition and translation there. He says, change, change into something else. Change and conform, not to the pattern of this world, not what culture says, but into the plans that I have for you. And so do you ever ask yourself, what in the world is God doing? Uh, I'm sure many of us, whether we believe it or not, have asked the question, why God, why? And believe me, there are probably millions of people asking that question today and this week, these last few weeks, why God, why? What do you want me to do with this? Maybe you've lost your job, maybe you've been laid off, whatever. Maybe you're just going through an extremely uh, depressing time as you walk alone. I don't know, but I do know this, is that even in your hardship and even on your best day, God still has an incredible plan for your life. He still has a way forward for you that may seem impossible right now, but he's got an incredible plan for you. And we don't always know the details. We don't always know the ins and the outs, but I believe that God has got a plan for every one of our lives, no matter what we do. Why bother to change? So what's a good example for us? What do I know? What am I supposed to look like? Well, the answer is simple. We begin to look like Jesus. Uh, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says this, And we, with unveiled faces, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. This comes from the Lord, who is spirit. Romans 12 tells us that we should conform and why, but 2 Corinthians gives us the who we should transform and the what we should transform into. It's one thing to change for the sake of change. It's good to make a decision to change, but what is the next step? Following Jesus always includes a next step. Sometimes our next step is like being faithful and being consistent and doing the same step over and over and over again. Following Jesus is kind of like a race set before us, but it's not a competition. You know, maybe it looks like someone is leaps and bounds ahead of us and they're really close to God. I want to be like them, but God didn't call you to be like them. God called you to be you. And so sometimes we got to take a step back and say, am I exactly where God wants me to be? I'm not trying to conform to the image of that person. I'm not trying to do what culture says. No, I'm transforming my mind so that I would know God's perfect, pleasing, and perfect wealth for my life. It's not a competition. I want to transform and change into what God wants, not what culture tells me, not what my neighbor tells me, and certainly not what my own mind or my own heart would tell me. No, I want to be transformed by renewing my mind. 
I want to experience a spiritual transformation, a metamorphosis to understand what God's good, perfect, and pleasing will is. And 2 Corinthians tells us what? We're transforming into the image of God. God created us, I believe. He created us in his image, and he sent Jesus to give us the perfect example so that we could be transformed into that very image that he destined us to believe. You see, when sin entered the world, it distorted that perfect image that God had created. It distorted the plans that God had ordained for this world. He never planned for us to have to face pandemics. He never planned for us to have to face economic hardships. He never planned for us to have to go through the deep waters that we walk through. And yet, because of our decisions to turn away from him, every time we've chosen to do the wrong thing, it's like this being reset again and again and again. God never planned for us to walk that path. And yet, when we chose that path, he made a way for us to have a course correction. He made a way for us to come back to him. And that way is through Jesus Christ, the one and only Son of God, who was perfect and was blameless, who died for you and me, who made a way, who invited us into that resurrection. He invited us to put our old selves behind and take on the new image of God. We are changing into the image of God. Image, here's, a, here's another word. Um, I'm not very good with other languages, so give me a minute here. But it says, econ, a material image, a likeness, a representation, exact image. If you could look into a spiritual mirror, if there ever was such a thing, a spiritual mirror, you wouldn't see a reflection of your body, of yourself, but rather you would see a reflection of the image of Christ. Then I ask this question, what does Jesus look like? And Paul answers that in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. He says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, it is joy, it is peace, it is patience, it is kindness, it is goodness, it's faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You know, these are just a few of the examples, but they all are the characteristics of who Jesus is. In the next few weeks, we're going to talk about gentleness and what that looks like. And then we're going to talk about self-control. Now, I had something really fun planned for the self-control message. And maybe we can still make something happen. We'll have to wait and see, which means you have to tune in next week to find out what that is. But as we, as we go from this moment today, I thank you so much for taking the time to watch this. I thank you so much for taking the time on your Sunday morning to just pause and, and focus your attention on Jesus I really pray that this message has probably <laughs> caused you a lot of a lot of questions, and uh, some of which we'll have the answer to. And you can just ask those in the comments below. We'll stay online as long as we need to to answer those questions. You can send me a text message, a Facebook message, send me an email, and we'll take as many questions as you want. And we'll continue to provide resources for you. And this week, we're not going to leave you alone. We're going to continue to post uh, helpful content online on the Facebook page and the community Facebook groups, all of these things. If it gets too much, just hit ignore. Uh, or if, it's, if you really like it, just share it away and send it to somebody. But what I really would love for you to do today is just to take a moment and say to yourself and ask yourself, in this season of uncertainty, would I like to put my faith and my trust into something that is certain? Now, that's a pretty big ask. I get that. That's a pretty big decision that you have to make. But what better opportunity than in a time of crisis to turn to a God 
who loves you, a God who is faithful, and a God who has always been consistent. And maybe that hasn't been your experience, and I would just wager that you've never truly experienced the presence of God. And so if you would do me a favor, as long as it's working properly, you should be able to just click the raise my hand, I want to make a decision today to follow Jesus. I want to make a decision today to put my faith and my trust into him. No matter what storms are out there, no matter what wave hits me next, no matter what happens tomorrow, whatever happens when I turn off this live stream and, and go back to my day, no matter what happens next, I'm putting my trust and my hope into Jesus Christ. I'm putting my trust into God. I'm putting my faith in him to trust that he'll see me through to tomorrow, that he'll see me through till next week. And even if this storm should take me out, I know that I have a confidence that I will spend eternity forever with him in a time of peace and a time of love and in a place of joy, a place where there's no more suffering, no more pain, no more pandemics, no more economic hardships. I'm asking you today to put your faith into a God maybe you haven't seen But I pray with all my heart that you have felt the presence of God today, maybe through the singing, through the kids' song, whatever. I pray that you've experienced it today. Know this, that God has never left you. He's never forsaken you. You know, John chapter 14 says this. Just let me pull it up here today. Jesus is meeting with his disciples, and he's telling that he's about to leave. And this this is what he tells them. Just uh, jump back here a little bit. I wasn't planning to go here today. I think it's John chapter 14. I could be wrong. It could be John chapter 16. Like I said, I've rewritten this a few times now. It's, it's the end of the day. It's, I'm actually tired, believe it or not, and that's okay. But this is, this is what he says. I can't, I can't even remember the reference now, but it's a good thing it's in my head. Here we go. End of chapter 16 of John. He says, I have told you these things so that in me you will have peace. In this world you will have trouble. (laughs) Certainly got a lot of trouble these days. But take heart. Some translations I really like, they say, take courage, for I have overcome the world. You know this season that we're going through right now? Jesus has already overcome. These waves mean nothing to him. The wind that's howling out there means absolutely nothing to him, because he has overcome it all already. That's the kind of God I put my trust in. That's the God that I put my faith in because he has defeated death. What else is there to fear if death is is no longer? What do I have to be afraid of? What is it that's holding me back? If death is the end and I don't have to worry about the end anymore, what do I have to lose today? So let me pray. And if you made a decision today and you want to make a decision, click that button that says, I've made a decision. I want to put my faith, I want to put my trust in God today. And maybe you're unsure. Go ahead and put that in the comments. Say, I'm really not sure yet. I need some time. My number is 807-375-0031. My email is gary at terracebay.church. Find me on Facebook. Send us a message. Send an email. Give us a call. Whatever questions you have, I'm willing to sit with you sort of on the phone, whatever, FaceTime you if I have to. But let's take a step and take a moment of faith. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing one more song today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this moment we've had together, for this time that you have provided for us, this technology that we can meet. God, may we continue 
Lord, in this next season to put our trust and our faith in you. I pray for those who've made a decision today to follow you for the very first time, for those who have decided to follow you again, Lord, maybe through a rededication. God, I pray that your spirit would just overcome them now. Your presence would fill the room that they're in, wherever they're watching from today, Jesus. I pray that you would become real and alive to them. I thank you, O oh God, that you are good, that you never change. Lord, would you change our minds? Would you transform us, O oh God? Would you help us show a little more kindness, a little bit more love? Lord, help us to be sacrificial and not selfish in these days. Help us to look out for one another, to care for one another during these times, God. I thank you for you are good. I thank you, God, that there is none like you. I choose today to put my hope in you. I choose to serve you with my whole heart today, oh God. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. This last song we're going to sing is called I Am Who You Say I Am, Who You Say I Am by Hillsong. I encourage you, listen to it. If you want to listen to a better version, you can just even YouTube it yourself. But Elizabeth and I are going to sing it for you. And it's just to remind you that God loves you no matter what. Take care, everybody, and I really hope you have an amazing day. Take some time to rest. Turn off the TV. Turn off the phone. Spend some time in the stillness and the quietness. Do whatever you have to do. But take a few moments today and reflect on the words that have been shared. I look forward to seeing you very soon. Again, I'd love to hear from you. I'm dying to hear from you. I love people. So reach out, send a message, and I look forward to chatting with you soon. Take care, everybody. God bless.
Messiah. 